Hello and welcome to the Sport at Bow Desert podcast with me, Mr. Griffiths. And me, Mr. Dill. We're now two weeks into the second half of this rather unique summer term, Mr. Dill. And I don't know about you, but it seems to be going very quickly. Yeah, I agree with you there from the start of the week and, and thinking about what's been going on and getting the tasks ready for the week. And then then towards the end of the week, now we're running this uh, Zoom weekly workout. It, it seems to fly past. And um, hopefully, again, the, the children are, are keeping motivated and, and using everything that we're putting out there and, and enjoying what's, uh, what's on offer this term. Absolutely. Last week, we spent a bit of time reflecting on what we did last half term. And we also look forward to this half term. We also focused our intentions a little bit on the importance of enjoyment and how that it's only really through real enjoyment that we're going to pursue something or participate in something wholeheartedly and perhaps with longevity. This week's topic is somewhat linked to enjoyment. And we're going to look and discuss the topic of motivation, namely how to get motivated, how to stay motivated and why motivation is so important. And we're going to look at some different ways that perhaps our children can stay motivated or what motivation means to different people. However, firstly, I'm really pleased to welcome another one of our PE and Games teachers to the podcast in the form of Miss Hobbs. Good afternoon, Miss Hobbs. Hello. Very nice to be here. Thank you very much. Very nice to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Firstly, how are you and how have you adapted to life since March when our new reality became apparent? Yeah, um, I'm very well, thank you. I'm um, in school with the year sixes at the moment, which has um, has been really nice. It's been um, a great atmosphere here, so a good place to be. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed lockdown, really. I'm taking the positives out of it. Coming off kind of the end of the hockey season, which is the busiest time um, of the year for me, it's been, it was pretty hectic. So for that to kind of come um, to quite a sudden end actually had some quite nice relief that it was some free time to, to enjoy so yep been doing um, lots of running um, lots of walking exploring so many new places which are kind of on my doorstep and um, I never knew were there so yeah um, lots of positives. Hi Emily I just wanted to ask you about how you got into PE teaching and where it all began for you really and with sport so well, what are your earlier memories of sport and what was it that first got you into playing and competing? Um, both my parents are, are active, um, kind of more active and sporty. Our childhood was um, the National Trust walks of West Sussex um, every weekend for sure. Through school, obviously, um, had lots of opportunities there to play sport. Kind of my earliest start was um, in athletics, doing cross-country competitions. From an early age, I was part of a local athletics squad, which then built up into a slightly bigger one, running for um, Crawley Athletics Club. But coming from a town of East Grinstead, where um, I'm sure many hockey lovers will have heard of, uh, hockey was always on the horizon, really. And it was in kind of secondary school, quite late on, really, I started playing hockey in about years um, kind of eight or nine, where my love for hockey just took over from athletics. Um, athletics was wonderful, but the idea of being part of a team just kind of shone through for me and yeah that's kind of where my sporting journey of hockey began working my way through um, the ranks of East Grinstead teams um, starting off a kind of within the third team a lot older than lots of the other younger people around me even at that age of about 16 but kind of quickly picking it up very fortunately and um, yeah making my way through to the first team within a few years where we were extremely successful. It was amazing to be part of such a um, huge super club 
that it is now, kind of we were on her promotions three years, three seasons in a row, made my choice to take a, a year out to stay in East Grinstead to play the final season that I did to get um, our team into National League. And it was, yeah, an amazing time. Lots of great coaches. And it's um, kind of fabulous to see how they're doing now. They've, since I left, they got promoted uh, two seasons in a row again to get the National Premiership, which is the highest league for hockey. So, yeah, that's kind of my sporting journey. Fantastic. Um, and yeah. then looking at how you got into the coaching and the teaching side of things, when was it, was it something you always wanted to do in terms of teach and coach? Or when was it that you actually realised that coaching and, and, and PE teaching was something you wanted to pursue? Yeah, it was. I so when I left um, East Grinstead, I went to the University of Gloucestershire um, to study a undergrad of sports coaching and education. And it was kind of, I guess, through secondary school, I, I always knew I loved sport and I enjoyed the sports leadership kind of um, roles that I'm sure many of you will go on to do. And it was then I just knew that sport had to be not just a part of my life and enjoyment, but a part of my career. I knew I wanted sport to be at the heart of it and I think even through three years of university I wasn't really sure if that was going to be in a coaching setting or a teaching setting um, in schools. After my three years of university I um, got a job in the Gloucestershire area coaching in primary schools and I, I think in my third year of university I really kind of niched into the primary age and and that was becoming more of my interest and my engagement was in primary primary PE and primary sport I just think it's um, super rewarding and great to see how quickly um, children progress at that age so I think it was after that time at university um, I had like I say this job in the Gloucestershire area and then through the connections of Cheltenham Hockey Club someone bought me um, onto Bo Desert who said that they um, they worked at this school as a games taker and they were after some new games takers and um, that was kind of how I got my my way here to Bo Desert which is I'm just entirely thankful for to to kind of then grow through this wonderful school. It's amazing how many people I talk to who are in in jobs and not just sport but how being involved with sports clubs and teams and sporting environments allow them to develop those connections and meet people and doing that then created those opportunities for for work and opportunities to do and experience different things and I think that's very important there the role of sport I think to, that plays in those connections with different people it's certainly something I've missed obviously in lockdown and then just talking about obviously you are uh, I, I know you as a, a really determined competitor someone that loves still competing at a high level in in hockey we I asked Miss, Miss Swan the same question what what is it that that drives you to obviously manage quite a quite a commitment to to school but also quite a commitment again to training and competing and traveling at the weekends um in hockey what, what is it that really motivates you to continue that whilst balancing a, a full-time job at the same time yeah um really good question and i think definitely for um within my team at cheltenham here it is my team <laughs> we are all just such wonderful friends and we've been um i've been a part of the team since um 2014 and the team has obviously changed and developed but there's a core of us who are, are just the, the kind of the best of friends in and outside of hockey and 
that is my motivation that we're going to kind of move on to. But it is my team. It's the drive to, to work hard for your team, to not let your team down. And that, that's what makes you kind of train in the rain and the cold at nine o'clock on a Tuesday evening or whatever and travel to Plymouth away on, on the Saturday. It's to, it's to work hard for your team. And it's really the reason that I stayed in the Gloucestershire area <laughs> that I kind of through university had this um, amazing group of, of friends that, that allowed me to kind of stay here, really. So, yeah, definitely my team. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. And that really does link us on to our topic of today. We just want to touch on this, this theme of motivation. It's a word that's often branded around. And particularly during this, this time, we want our children and staff and parents to find a motivation to keep them going. Anyone who's achieved success in anything or starts a career in anything must have had motivation. We've heard, Miss Hobbs, that your motivation is very much performing with your friends and the friendship that sports created for you. Mr. Dill, what about you? What motivated you mainly in your sport, but also motivated you in your career as well? What is it that gets you going? I'm just thinking about this uh, from, a, from my point of view, but also what, what kind of resonates with, with the children as well. I, I'd certainly take on Miss Hobbs's point about that team environment and, and, and feeling part of something. And I think that is, I think one of, that is the key kind of drivers between, uh, behind motivation is feeling a part of something, uh, a kind of belonging to a team, to a, to a, to a greater purpose uh, of not letting people down. And that's something that uh, that certainly motivates me and also I think would, would motivate the children as well. well. Obviously, we've got different sorts of rewards when we think about motivation. You know, with the children, we could offer them credits and rewards like that to, to get them to, to work and, and do certain things. But I think the biggest motivator is that intrinsic reward, which is that feeling of, of pride, that feeling that you've achieved something and, and, and proud of what you've done and I think that's for me that's uh, the biggest motivator is doing something you can look back and be proud of it and um, also feeling like you're being part of a team you're offering something uh, bigger than yourself. Excellent and that does really link nicely right back to when Mr Robinson spoke about his motivation came from enjoyment I actually found a quote earlier from Muhammad Ali and he said I hated every minute of training but I said to myself don't quit suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion so his motivation was very much the end goal and we often talk about goal setting and we discussed last week how you can try and best enjoy the process when you go about it and that very much does resonate with this sort of the intrinsic motivation try and do things for yourself try and enjoy what you're doing and that's probably a far more powerful motivation than just a child who perhaps just wants to gain credits or just wants to gain affirmation from their teacher try and find things that you really enjoy and are motivated to do and as I said earlier, then you're likely to um, sustain your enjoyment in that and do it for longer. And I think with motivation comes engagement in applying oneself to a task fully. And what we've done now is we've reflected on the sports programme and created the Firefly Cup, which we're really excited about. It's a, an athletics challenge, pentathlon challenge, running over the next two weeks that children can take part in with a chance to uh, earn points in five different athletic events that they can take part in at home and potentially win the the Firefly Cup for their form. It's all about um, contributing to a form effort, so feeling part of something, even though they might not be together. And this time of year when we often approach sports day and, and we compete for each other and with each other, 
it's a chance to still keep that going as well as feel that they've achieved something. So the Firefly Cup's going to run in P lessons over the two weeks and um, hopefully we'll see children uh, engaged and motivated to take part in that. That's great. Yeah, I look forward to seeing our children get involved in that. And like with any challenge, there's always a chance of failure. And no doubt in our careers or in our sporting worlds, and maybe I'll come to you, Miss Hobbs, on this, there'll be times when you face challenge. What is it that keeps you going? What sort of mindset do you think our children need to have uh, to keep going in their, in their endeavours? Yeah, um, mindset plays a huge part in sport. And um, it was something kind of I was first exposed to at university. And it's really changed kind of my attitude towards how I mentally kind of deal with sport. And having this positive kind of positive self-talk to yourself and, and the right kind of um, mindset to really give something a go is, is just essential if, you, if you're going to be successful. And it's that idea of kind of you are going to fail and there are going to be bumps along the road and, and you've got to be prepared for those. And, and the biggest tool of your success is how, how we can learn from that failure. What, what can you understand from it so in the future you can manage it? And um, I think here at Bodesert, we're, we're really good within the PE and games department at, at facilitating that, at kind of putting children in a situation where they've got a problem solve, where they've, they've got to make decisions and, and they will come across failures and different situations. But it's how, how we reframe that, how we change that to, to make sure it has a positive impact on them. So, yeah, huge, huge in our sporting careers, definitely. That's great. And we've actually mentioned during the podcast how sport links with the wider life. Just to finish, one point I thought we could discuss is often I've heard, I've heard children say, I've heard adults say, I hear my friends say it all the time. And that's that question of what is the point? When we're doing certain things, what's the point of doing this? It might be a maths equation. It might be the point of writing an English essay. And you feel, what's the point of me doing this right now? And a response I often have to parents, children and friends is when we're younger, content is not necessarily the point. And it's more about the process. And our children here are exposed to different activities that they need to take part in uh, across a broad curriculum. And I say, don't get too bogged down with the content, because actually, as I well know, and as we probably well know, things like exams, the content we might not remember now, but the process we went through of learning the content and the challenges we faced to come out and get our qualifications is perhaps something more important, the wider, bigger picture, the foundations that our children are putting in place that have a go mindset, experience failure, and not getting too bogged down with the, the outcome of the content, but instead the process of how they learn, what works for them, the experiences they have along the way. That's probably a bigger picture of what sets them up in their wider life. Yeah, I agree with you there, Mr. Griffiths. And our children are learning a huge amount in school in different subjects, but I think something they, they develop throughout every aspect of school life is that ability to uh, be resilient and, and self-motivate and maintain their engagement in all tasks they are going to go through a pathway where they're not always going to find things easy they're not going to be self-motivated and it's about creating a positive mindset and, and creating that self-motivation in everything they do brilliant okay. and that links us nicely with next week's topic next week we're going to be welcoming mr houghton and he is going to be talking all things routine. And it's certainly a reality that we're never always going to be motivated in everything we're doing. You'll have some days where you're not motivated at all. But that is where we must learn to be disciplined. And I think discipline and routine will come in really well next week. Mr. Houghton, who's from the, a military background, so he's lived a very disciplined life, following routine, often 
in the military. And I think he's got a really important message to deliver next week. And thanks very much for everything you've offered this week, Miss Hobbs and Mr. Dill, in our little topic of motivation. It's been great having you on the podcast, Miss Hobbs. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here. And Mr. Dill, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Stay safe, stay well, and look forward to speaking to you soon. Royalty-free music from bensound.com.